Hello. Today's drink of the day is a cold brew. Nothing crazy. You guys are used to it by now. I just mainly drink cold brew. That's that's pretty much my drink of the day every week. But I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's my favorite drink. At some point, my drink of the day will will switch up. You know what I mean? I go through phases with stuff. At some point, the, there's going to be a riveting change. I'm excited for that day to come. But for right now, it's cold brew. And it's every day. So I don't know what to tell you. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Beyond Natural Pet Food. Cats are not real human children. However, I have two cats, Declan and Frankie, and they mean so much to me that they might as well be. We love our pets. Our pets are our world. And Beyond Pet Food makes it simple to care for your pets while caring for the wider world, too. Beyond recipes are made with wholesome ingredients like wild-caught salmon and organic free-range chicken. It's natural with added vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. And Beyond has donated almost half a million dollars to the Nature Conservancy to support initiatives like improving ethical fishing practices and promoting sustainable food production. Good for your pet and for your world. Visit beyondpetfood.com to check out all of Beyond's natural recipes. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about me. Yay! But no, listen, we're going to be talking about me because I've been analyzing myself recently. I'm somebody that loves analyzing people. It's my favorite thing to do. I love it. I love analyzing people's behavior. I, there's nothing that is more exciting to me than just trying to understand how other people think and function. It's just very interesting to me. But that doesn't stop at other people. That also applies to myself. I also analyze myself in third person, which is kind of weird, but I do do that sometimes. And recently I've been analyzing my own behavior and I've been realizing that I've been a little bit crazy. I've been kind of in my, in my YOLO era recently. I've just been saying YOLO to everything recently. Not like verbally saying YOLO, like not in conversation am I saying YOLO, I would never do that. I actually am kind of doing that right now, but I, I refuse to, you know, use the word YOLO in a conversation because there's possibly no worse word, 
But at the same time, I don't have a better word to use to describe my recent behavior. I've been YOLOing recently. Okay, it's weird. Also, I should clarify for those of you who are over 50 and don't know what YOLO means. YOLO means you only live once. Now that that's out of the way, I have been living by my own mental rule book for my whole life. And very few times have I strayed away from it. I I mean, I have, but I just always followed my own rule book that I have set for myself. And some of the rules are things that are non-negotiable. Those mainly being moral rules that I have for myself, like don't treat people like shit. Don't lie to people unless it's for something cute, like a surprise birthday party. You know, those things are non-negotiable, but there are some things in my mental rule book that are less severe and less serious that I've been living by for my whole life. For example, I'm never going to get tattoos. Like that's always been something that's just been in my rule book. I've just always said, Emma, that's not your thing. You're never going to get tattoos. End of story. It's just not you. But recently, I've been kind of going against my own rule book and saying YOLO. And it's so weird because it's just so unlike me. But it's actually been really fun. And so I wanted to talk about some of my YOLOing recently because I don't know, you know, like let's just analyze my own behavior in third person. I know that we're talking about me, but I'm able to fully remove myself from myself and talk about myself in third person. And so that's what we're going to do today. Uh, We're going to be talking about me going against the rule book I've lived by my whole life and why it's actually been fun and exciting and why I think I need to loosen up on the less serious elements of my own mental rule book. So the first thing I did was get 10 tattoos. Um, Obviously I just mentioned that one of the rules in my rule book was that I was never going to get tattoos. And then now you see me and suddenly I have 10. Uh, I would like to explain myself. So for my whole life, I always believed that tattoos were not for me for many reasons. Number one, they're too permanent and I'm too indecisive. I change my mind constantly. I'm always shifting my views and opinions on things because I think that that's healthy. You know, if you stick to one opinion or one ideology on something for your whole life, you're never going to grow. I think you got to be constantly evolving your beliefs and things like that. And your taste as well. Your taste should be evolving as you grow up. Um, And all of that heavily ties into tattoos because a lot of times when you get a tattoo, it's a direct representation of your ideas, your beliefs, and your taste. And because that's something that for me is constantly changing. Why would I get a permanent stamp of something on my body that represents me in one blip of time? If that's just not going to stand the test of time, why would I do that? 
Uh, number two, you know, getting tattoos removed seems like a serious bitch. So that element of it is not worth it. Um, you know, getting a tattoo and then me hating it down the line and then having to get it removed sounds like something I don't want to deal with. Um, number three, tattoos are very trendy. If you look back in history to how tattoos have evolved and how there have been trends with tattoos, like how there's been trends with clothing, that's kind of frightening because trends come and go, right? And so if you get a trendy tattoo, it might not be cute in 20 years because that trend is over and there's a whole new set of trends. So you can't really trust the trend cycle of tattoos to stand the test of time. And last but not least, I don't know if tattoos match my personality. You know, I associate tattoos with like badass, cool kids. And I don't really see myself like that as much as I'd like to. And as much as a little bit of myself probably got the tattoos so that I would look cooler to strangers. I don't know if I'm ready to admit that to myself yet, but you know, I know that deep down in there somewhere I wanted to get tattoos so that people would think I looked cooler because for whatever reason, people with tattoos look cooler. Like if I see somebody with tattoos, I'm like, wow, they're so cool. And I'd like to believe it's because of, you know, their demeanor or something like that. But I really do think that subconsciously we look at people with tattoos and are like, wow, what a badass. You know what I mean? I don't know why it is. I hate it. I hate to admit it, but it's true. Anyway. Yeah. I just never felt like tattoos matched my personality. And people have told me in the past, they're like, yeah, you don't really strike me as a tattoo girl. So that always stuck with me. But simultaneously, as I've held these beliefs about tattoos in regards to myself, I've also always brainstormed what I would get if I ever were to get a tattoo. And so for fun, sometimes I would think about like what I would get if I ever were to get a tattoo. And I kept these ideas stored away in my brain just for fun, you know? I never thought I would get them. It just never seemed like a me thing. But then one day, eight months ago, I was laying in bed in a hotel room and I was on Pinterest scrolling through my feed, looking at random stuff. And all of a sudden I saw a photo of a girl with a bunch of tattoos. And I was like, you know, I don't want a bunch of tattoos, but I actually do want tattoos. And I hadn't thought about it in a long time, but just seeing a photo of somebody with tattoos just like brought the thought of tattoos to the forefront of my head. And I was like, you know what? I really do want tattoos. And I have like 15 ideas that I've been just storing in the back of my head for my whole life. And the fact that I've stored them in the back of my head for my whole life and I've, and they've never changed, you know what I mean? Is a sign that these actually might be tattoos that will stand the test of time. It's possible. I kind of want to do it. Why not? Right. And I just had this like epiphany. I was like, I actually kind of do want it. You know, I kind of do want them. So anyway, I made an appointment very spontaneously. And a few weeks later I went and I got two tattoos, one dedicated to my mom and one dedicated to my dad. And my thought process behind getting these very simple 
not overly stylized tattoos in honor of my parents was that these will never get old to me. You know, they're, they're not super trendy. They're just very simple tattoos that are dedicated to my parents. And no matter what happens between me and my parents in my life, they're always going to be my parents and they're always going to mean a lot to me. And so I was like, you know, this is the perfect balance for a tattoo. It's something that is meaningful to me, but also it's not too serious. My tattoos aren't like, you know, these serious quotes, you know, that like are, have potential to get corny. Um, they're also not huge. They're pretty tiny. And so they're not super obvious necessarily. And they do really mean something to me. Um, and I was like, okay, this is actually a balance that I feel comfortable with. This is a balance that I think actually could stand the test of time and won't be something that I regret. I also decided to get all of my tattoos inside of my arms. So on the inside of my arms so that they're not super visible. They're only visible if my arms are lifted up or if I'm moving my arms around. Otherwise they're not visible. And that's comfortable for me because I'm like, all right, these are things that I can cover up. Like if I want to wear a long sleeve shirt, you can't even see them, etc. And so after getting these first two, I was like, all right, I'm done for a while. And then eight months went by and then I was like, okay, I'm actually going to get eight more. Now you might be thinking, Emma, why did you decide to get eight more in one day? Well, because I really just felt like, why don't I just get all of the ideas I've ever had at once. Why not? You know what I mean? I've had all of these ideas my whole life. Why not just get them all at once? So about a week ago, I got eight new tattoos, basically checking off the list of all of the tattoo ideas I've ever had. And now I have 10 and it all happened really fast, but all of them are meaningful. Truly, they might not seem like it on, on the outside. Like if you were to look at them, you'd be like, I don't really know what that means. But to me, they mean something, right? They're all very simple. None of them are super trendy or like extravagant. They're all very simple, hand-drawn looking, doodle, almost looking tattoos that aren't very serious. You know, they're not super serious. And I'm I'm into it, you know? And honestly... Nobody's treated me differently in public. I, I was honestly expecting for people to be like, oh my God, I'm super intimidated by you because of all your tattoos. Um, anyway, like, can I take your order uh, at like a restaurant? I've been expecting that type of uh, shift in, in opinion towards me. Hasn't happened, unfortunately. But I do really like them because I do feel like they represent stamps of my childhood and stamps of the impactful things that my parents have done to me. What? I don't know. They, they represent, you know, impactful moments, um, throughout my life, mainly in regards to my parents, but also some of them being just for me personally on my own life journey. Um, and they're all things that I, I just think, will never lose their meaning because they are so personal. And so, you know what? I'm happy about them. And if I do at some point regret them, 
I cross that bridge when I get to it. But right now, I really like them. And it's not like no thought went into it. There was definitely a lot of thought that went into it. But the actual decision to pull the trigger and to get them was kind of spontaneous. But I think that it's okay because... At the end of the day, it's not that big of a fucking deal. I think I always looked at something like tattoos as like, this will permanently change my identity and this will permanently change who I am forever. Not really. It's just a goddamn tattoo. Everyone has them. Who cares? And also, I want them. I wanted them before I got them. And even though it did go against my own personal rule book, it's okay for your own personal rule book to change every once in a while. So now I have a bunch of tattoos and I'm a fucking badass because of it. For no other reason though. I am not a badass in any other way except for now that I have tattoos. So I just want you to know that for the record. But it was definitely weird behavior on my part to just like decide all of a sudden to get a bunch of tattoos. I don't know, but in my defense, they're all meaningful and I'm, I'm actually stoked about them. And I think it's actually a fun way to express yourself. You know what I mean? Because I think it is a reflection of kind of your taste and your priorities in life and things like that. Um, so now I'm a tattoo girl. I'm already like ready to get more, but I, I, I promise I'm not going to get out of control. I only ever want to do tattoos on the insides of my arms and then call it a day. That's kind of where I'm drawing the line. But anyway, super weird that I had this impulse to get all these tattoos, but I haven't had any regrets so far. Um, I think if if you are thinking about getting a tattoo, my advice to you would, would be, number one, to get something that's truly meaningful. Um, number two to get something that's extremely personal because then, you know, this is all in order to avoid regretting it later. Uh, Number three, to choose a style of tattoo that is, in your opinion, you know, timeless. To try to not follow tattoo trends and to rather go your own way and and do something that is kind of uniquely you in a way or something that's kind of simple and will never get old, right? Um, that's another approach. And last but not least, take your time to really think about it. Like, I think if you do all of those things, you have a pretty good chance of not regretting it. Um, I think the regret comes in when you get a tattoo for like the wrong reasons. You know, you get a tattoo because you want to fit in and so you get something trendy and it may be something that's not that meaningful, in something that's sort of a sign of the times rather than a sign of you forever, right? I think that's where the regret comes in. Um, But I think if you follow the tips I just gave, you're probably good to go. Um, So yeah, that's me saying YOLO with tattoos. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. 
It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. Uh, Next area of my life that I've been saying YOLO is uh, getting rid of pretty much everything that I own that I don't need. I have been in the process of moving for the past few months. It's kind of a complicated process. I'm moving from a temporary rental into a permanent home that I'm going to live in indefinitely. And that process has been taking a lot longer than I expected just because there's some construction going on and there's some you know, delays in furniture being delivered and stuff like that. And so it's been taking a very long time. But throughout this process of me moving, I've had a lot of time to really analyze everything that I own and rethink everything that I own. And through doing that, I've realized that my priorities have been all out of whack for my whole life. Now, let me explain. When I was growing up, I didn't grow up with in excess of stuff. Like I, I grew up with the perfect amount of things that I needed to survive. And that is all you need as a human being, truly. If you have resources to be fed, clothed, go to school, get an education, uh, feel safe and comfortable, then that's all that matters. That is the most incredible thing to have in life and gratitude for those things is so important. But when I was growing up, I was like, I want more, (laughs) you know? I think a lot of young people feel that way, right? They're like, I want more. And so when I was younger, I was like, I want more. Like, yeah, I have what I need to be comfortable and safe, but I'm a little asshole and I want more because I didn't understand. You know, I think you don't understand what good priorities are until you're older, which is, I guess, I try to forgive myself for my own shitty priorities as a young person. Um, But I always was like, I want a massive walk-in closet full of clothes. I want an entire vanity filled with the nicest makeup. I want the nicest car and the nicest this and the nicest that. Like, I want to live that life. I want an excess of stuff. I don't want just like the bare minimum to survive. I want 
excess. And I always craved that. And I always saw that as the epitome of success as one does. Right. And so when I started making my own money, I was like, I also now want excess, right? I have the money to buy whatever, you know, I want now, not whatever I want, but like I have money now to, to kind of choose what I want to buy. Um, it's not based on my parents anymore. And so when I first started making money, I was definitely not reckless because I definitely knew that I needed to be careful, but I definitely started buying a lot of things that I didn't need. You know, I started buying so many clothes. That was the the first thing because I've always been somebody that loved clothes and I always wanted more clothes and I always felt like I didn't have enough clothes. And so that was the first thing I did. And it wasn't even about how expensive the clothing was. It was about having a lot of clothes. So even if I bought a shirt from Goodwill that was $5, it didn't matter. I just wanted a lot of clothes. And so over the years, I've accumulated a lot of stuff, especially clothes, but makeup, hair products, like whatever it may be. I've accumulated so much stuff because when I first started making money, I was like, I'm going to make these dreams come true, right? And when I had a moment recently where I reflected on all of my belongings, I realized a few things. Number one, none of this shit matters. None of it made me feel good. None of it made me happy. Yeah, it maybe was enjoyable for for brief moments, but it never brought me as much joy as I thought it would. Now, that was thing number one that I realized. Number two, I realized that this excess of stuff that I own is actually making me anxious. It's making me feel overwhelmed. And I've talked to quite a few people about this concept because I was like, you know, it's so weird because I always felt like if I had a bunch of stuff, my life would be easier, right? I would never ever stress out about picking out an outfit again. I would never run out of a lipstick to use. I would always have a bunch of lipsticks to use if I'm going out to dinner. I, you know, I, I, it would make my life easier. I always thought that. But then what I found was it actually makes me feel overwhelmed and stressed out. When I go into my closet, I don't even know. I'm like, I don't, I feel overwhelmed by all of this stuff. I have, you know, stuff I never want to wear again mixed with things from that don't even fit me anymore. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I have so much stuff that I just feel overwhelmed. And, you know, it, it, it makes me actually stressed out. And that was the other thing I realized. And I was like, how ironic is that? That I believed my whole life that having whatever I wanted, having an excess of stuff would just make my life feel complete. And now I'm just more stressed out and uncomfortable. And I just feel overwhelmed and anxious by the excess of it all. And last but not least, I realized the reason why I hadn't been giving it all away was because I was holding on to this feeling that I had 
when I was a child that these things were going to bring some sort of meaning or happiness to my life. And so I think I was holding on to all the stuff that I had been collecting over the years because I was like, this is supposed to make you happier, but it's not yet. But maybe if you hold on to all of it, at some point, it'll, it'll have some meaning. And so I was holding on to all of it. But recently, as I've been moving and, and reflecting on all of this stuff that I own, and it's all been in front of me in boxes, I've been like, you know what? YOLO, I'm getting rid of everything. Not everything, but I'm getting rid of as much as I possibly can. And you know, the great thing about realizing that maybe you had a lapse in judgment and you maybe made money for the first time in your life and you bought a bunch of things that you you now feel like are unnecessary for your well-being. You know, there's there's a positive thing that you can do with that stuff and that is to donate it. You know what I mean? And so that has been the silver lining, at least for me, because I felt this guilt. I was like, wow, what did you do, Emma? You know what I mean? Like, you, you have so much stuff and you were wrong about how that was going to impact you in life. But I do think that the silver lining is that, you know, you can donate. There's so many incredible places to donate things that you no longer need. And so I've been utilizing those resources as much as possible just to, you know, give my stuff to people who are actually going to appreciate it. And, and that's, that's a really beautiful thing to me. But I think that letting go of all of this stuff and admitting to myself that it was kind of a waste of my energy and time and money. And it, it means nothing. Admitting that to myself and then saying YOLO and getting rid of it has been a journey for me. But I will say that it's been a great experience for me because number one, I realized truly for the first time in my life that the only thing that really matters is your health, your safety, and the health and safety of those that are around you. And if all, and if you have the resources to make those things happen, then that's really all that matters. And that's all I should have ever prioritized. But it, I didn't know that, you know, when I was younger. And now I realize that. And I'm, and it's it's been really good. That's definitely, I don't know if that's, I guess that is me saying YOLO. Me saying YOLO is like, you only live once. If you want to get rid of all the shit that you own and start over, YOLO, you know? I'm not getting rid of everything because I still have a lot of things that are sentimental to me or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's really putting my foot down and saying, Emma, you don't need all of this shit. Only keep what you truly use and what you truly need and the rest, you don't need it. Amen. This episode is brought to you by Natrol. Sleep is so important. Without a good night's sleep, during the next day, it's more difficult to function properly and there are definitely cranky vibes, which is a problem if, like me, every now and then, you might struggle to get sleep and stay asleep and you've probably tried a few different things to help without success. Well, there's sleep and then there's Natrol sleep. Natrol is America's number one drug-free sleep aid brand, helping you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Natrol melatonin gummies are made with clean ingredients like 99% pure melatonin to work with your sleep cycle, helping you sleep better, making the next day your best day. Natrol, sleep tonight, live tomorrow. Click, tap, 
or visit natural.com to shop now. This product helps with occasional sleeplessness. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent diseases. This episode is brought to you by Prime. Whether it's a hobby, a side hustle, or simply your favorite pastime, Amazon Prime doesn't just help facilitate your passions. It helps you find new ones as well. I'm always going through phases with hobbies. Sometimes I go through a phase where I love sewing. Sometimes I go through a phase where I like taking cool photos. Sometimes I have a phase where I'm really into watercoloring. Whenever I have a good idea, I hop on Amazon and order all of the equipment that I need, and it shows up so fast. So I can just jump into my new hobby while the passion is still alive. Whatever you're into or getting into, you can find it on Prime. Visit amazon.com slash prime to get more out of whatever you're into. The next thing I've kind of been saying YOLO to is going to red carpet events. Okay, this is so weird for me to talk about because in my mental rule book, I've always believed that I don't belong at red carpet events, okay? Like, no matter what, I don't belong at these events. I've just always believed that. That was always like, something that was in the back of my head. I was like, Emma, you don't belong at these events. Therefore, you should not go ever. I mean, I had been going to fancy events here and there, but mainly for fashion related stuff, like attending the Louis Vuitton fashion show every year over the past few years. But When it came to traditional red carpet events, I pretty much said no to all of them, kind of out of fear and feeling like I didn't belong, except for the Met Gala, because that was something that I just couldn't say no to because it was just too special. And even though I felt like I was like, oh no, like I'm surely not fancy enough for this. I decided to give it a chance by going to the Met Gala. And that kind of showed me like, okay, you know what? I might feel like I don't belong here a little bit. I might feel like I'm not fancy enough for this a little bit, but maybe I will give it a try. And then more recently, I've been like, you know what? Let's give it all a try. And maybe maybe it can be something that aligns with me and who I am. The reason why I've never felt like I belonged at these events was because number one, you know, I don't take myself that seriously. And the whole uh, sort of narrative around red carpet events is that they're very prestige and they're very serious and they're very fancy and they're only for, you know, the most sophisticated of people. Um, And I just don't believe that I am that. I'm like, listen, I know I'm not some sort of, like, I do my best to be, classy in the areas that I need to be classy, but I'm not like some sort of sophisticated preppy person. Like I'm just not that. And so, you know, in that way, I've always felt like I just don't fit in in these environments. Uh, But also number two, I don't feel comfortable dressing up or at least I never, I never did in the past. I've always seen myself as a very casual person and as a very 
approachable, casual, not fancy person. And again, red carpet events showcase people in their fanciest outfits, in their fanciest hair and makeup, with their fanciest poses when they're on the red carpet. And I've just never felt like I have any of that on lock, you know? I've always felt really uncomfortable dressed up in fancy outfits. Uh, I remember going to high school formal and that was obviously a formal event where we were to wear dresses and dress up. And I remember shopping for dresses for that and just feeling like nothing fit me. I always felt like nothing felt right. I felt like I wasn't being myself. I've never really felt myself when I'm dressed up. But within the past year, I've been more open to saying, you know, I might not feel like I fit into these events. I might not feel like I'm fancy enough for these events, blah, blah, blah. But I'm curious about them. And I can't say no to everything, right? Like maybe I give it a try. And so I've been, you know, saying yes to more red carpet events where I need to dress up and be fancy and do the whole thing. Um, And it's been really interesting because what I'm realizing about, you know, the concept of getting all fancy for an event is that I don't think anybody feels truly themselves when they're all glammed up like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone does. I think that it's all kind of an act. It's all kind of a show that's put on. It's not like all of these people walking the red carpet are showing up like, yes, this is my true self. Me in this, you know, extremely expensive gown that I'm renting and all of this jewelry. Like, I don't think anybody's showing up and feeling like that's truly who they are. I think everybody feels a little bit like they are in a costume and like they're sort of an imposter. I think that everybody feels like that. I haven't necessarily talked about this with a lot of other people, but I can just tell by the demeanor that I don't, I I think everybody's kind of just acting like they got it all figured out. I don't really think that's the case. And once I realized that, I realized that everybody's just kind of putting on a show and that's the fun of it. I was like, you know what? I kind of get it now. I've always felt like there was something about these events that I didn't understand, that I'd never understand. Like there's only a handful of people in this world that can attend these events and, and, and it makes sense, you know? Like it's for only the most sophisticated, only the most fancy people. But the truth is I think everybody is just going to these sorts of red carpet events to have fun and play dress up. I really think it's that simple. And when I started to look at it like that, I was like, I love the idea of playing dress up because that's completely different than showing up to an event and saying, this is truly who I am in this fancy outfit. This is truly me. That's fake, right? But showing up to the event and saying, I'm just playing dress up for the night. Like, this isn't who I truly am. Who I truly am is like a normal person that like 
is a human being and isn't perfect and is just like a normal, boring person, right? Like, I actually don't think that anybody's even trying necessarily to seem like they are all that. I think everybody's just having fun dressing up for the for the night and everybody knows that deep down that's not who they truly are and I think seeing that you know other people aren't taking it so seriously was really kind of cool for me because I was like okay wait this is just an event where people are playing dress up for fun and that's something I can get behind because I can fit into that narrative. You know what I mean? I can't fit into the narrative of me being a fancy, sophisticated, you know, perfect person showing up to a red carpet. I can't fit that narrative. But I can fit the narrative of being a normal human being who's just playing dress up for the night. And there is space for that at these events. And so I've been saying yes to it more and just like enjoying playing dress up. And I really enjoy it. I actually do. I mean, don't get me wrong. It gets to my head a little bit sometimes because, you know, it's hard not to obsess over what you look like at these events or what people are saying about your outfit. It's hard not to obsess about those things. But at the end of the day, I do think that there's a part of me that enjoys feeling fancy every once in a while. And I think that you can feel fancy and sophisticated while still feeling like yourself because deep down you can know that you're still yourself even if you're in a fancy outfit and you're at a fancy event. I I think I worried that I would either show up to these events and not fit in at all or I would show up to these events and accidentally change who I was so that I could fit in. I think I was fearful that one of those two things would happen. But I've been happy to see that there's room to, you know, be yourself and fit in to a certain extent. The next way I've been saying YOLO is that I haven't paid for street parking in literally like six months. In Los Angeles, it's really hard to find parking. And a lot of the time when you find parking, you have to pay for it. Um, I'm too lazy to take out my credit card and to pay for parking. So nine times out of 10, I don't pay for parking. And nine times out of 10, I don't get a ticket. It's kind of turned into this game that I'm playing with parking enforcement where I'm not paying and they're not catching me, but they might catch me at some point. Um, and I'm loving the game of it, but I just kind of enjoy the adrenaline of it. Like the other day I parked in a 20 minute parking spot that you're supposed to pay for. And not only did I park there for an hour and a half, but I also didn't pay. That is a double risk for a ticket. I don't care. I didn't get a ticket. YOLO. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I've not been paying for parking and I've been living life on the edge. This is like a daily encounter for me. Um, I just felt like I'd throw this in there because I have been saying YOLO in that way. And um, so I thought it was relevant. Anyway, 
those are pretty much all the ways that I've been saying YOLO recently. <laughs> kind of in my YOLO era, okay? You know, getting tattoos, getting rid of, like, a lot of the stuff that I own for once and for all, saying yes to red carpet events, not paying for parking. I mean, all of these things are things that I've just never done before. I always said no to tattoos. I always felt like I needed to hold on to everything I owned because I thought it would bring value to my life, you know? I always said no to red carpet events because I felt like it wasn't me and I couldn't be myself and be there. And I always paid for street parking because I was like, I don't want a ticket. But I don't know. I think it's okay for your own personal rule book to change and evolve over time. I think that as you grow up and as you learn more about the world, it's okay to realize like, hey, you know what? Maybe this rule that I had in my rule book doesn't fit anymore and I'm going to change it. And I've always been afraid of doing that because I, I think I've always felt like if I stray away from the rules I've been living by my, by my whole life, that I won't be me anymore. But that's not true. And I think to a certain extent, you know, living by a certain set of ideals is important for, you know, staying grounded. I think that if you stick to it too hard, then life loses spontaneity and excitement. And there's not, there's actually not room for growth at all. It's almost like you need to find a perfect balance of sticking to who you are and sticking to those rules, but also being open to shifting your own rules if it makes sense to do so. I think that I've always struggled with having limiting beliefs, feeling like I'm not cool enough to get tattoos, even though I kind of want them, so I'm not going to get them. Or I don't belong at red carpet events because I'm not fancy enough. I'm not cool enough. And even though, you know, I like playing dress up every once in a while, I don't fit into these events. I've always lived by these limiting beliefs. But I think the truth is, is that that just holds you back from experiencing life to the fullest. And if you can let go of those limiting beliefs that are holding you back from trying new things and doing what you really want to do, then I think that life becomes a lot more fun. And that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I loved hanging out. Um, I'll be back next week to talk about more stuff. Who knows what it's going to be? I don't know yet. But thank you for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. You can follow Anything Goes, subscribe to Anything Goes on any platform that you stream podcasts. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you like. You can follow Anything Goes on Twitter at AG Podcast and on Instagram at Anything Goes. You can check out my coffee company, chamberlaincoffee.com or at Chamberlain Coffee on Instagram. What else? What else? Um, that's all the promo I got for myself. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk soon.
Bye, y'all.